Yes, I did. But no, I didn't. Because I wrote the book on my phone, on a cell phone. I didn't even have a fucking computer when I wrote this book. People were like, oh, I can't write a book. I don't have all these things. Um, I had an iPhone. I had an iPhone X. A notes document. And words. Welcome to In the Woo World, where we boldly go where others are afraid to look and equally as scared to question. Come along as we explore all things woo-woo, taboo, and real cool. A word of woo. All subject matter is subjected to all things practical, supernatural, stranger than fiction, and magical. Basically, all things strange and way out there woo. I'm your host, Wendy Woo. You are an author, so you've already written... How many books have you written? You've written one one book, which is, Mm -hmm. well, just one. I mean, hello. A lot of people say I'm going to, and they don't. So you are already one up on, at least up on me, because I I don't have one. If I wrote the book, you'd really be like, for real? Yeah, that's how. Really? Well, how did you write the book? So I wrote the book. Well, first off, I channeled it. So it's a poetry and art book, my first book. It's called Lighten Up Phoenix, Keep Rising. So you can see this is the um that's the hardcover, that's the soft cover. Amazing. That's beautiful. I love the colors. So I designed the entire thing. Yeah, it's my photography. I designed the cover. That's actually my shadow. Very cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. But then when you get to the inside of the book, like pieces of my artwork in it. Oh wow, how gorgeous is that? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. My favorite tree is in here too that I ever drew. It's my favorite tree. Her name is Gaia. Oh, I love it. Hello, Mm -hmm. Gaia. So beautiful. I was thinking a lot about trees this morning. Yeah, you know, I'm a tree fanatic. Tree fanatic. So I... You out there hugging on those trees. I'm always (laughs) hugging. I have a tree in my my room. Like I have a tree painted on the wall in my room. Life-size. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That way there's always a tree wherever I am. There's always a tree where I'm at. Like, I can't breathe without trees. I don't know why y'all think. I know. Well... Yeah, none of us could, but yeah, that's that's awesome. I like and, to and it's really there's a uh, little ritual that I do when I go out to the beach, um, and then you know, I, but that's but it's 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 something that I actually do every day. But I do imagine myself as the tree of life, and so I'm I'm right. grounded and I'm You're reaching rooting out, and yeah. yeah, rooting and and everything, just going out at all all areas. So. The tree is actually so magnificent. And so you probably have a very deep um, connection to trees because yeah, it I'm is pretty one of the things. Yeah. I have like a whole tree sister. Like a yeah. whole tree sister. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's cool. Like a whole 20 years of like growth together. Like she used to be my height and now she is a hundred feet. That's yeah. Awesome. She's huge and she's massive and she's amazing. And I'm just like my favorite. So yeah. So I channeled the book, long story short, I channeled the book when I was going through the second half of my spiritual awakening so like the the bulk of my most recent awakening when I was like really fully aware that things were not what they were before (laughs) like very much like oh this is we're not going backwards anymore um that was in 2000 and between 2012 and 2014 and then I actually started writing the book in 2016 And then I got into a devastating car accident in 2017, and I channeled the rest of the book while I was recuperating from the car accident, which put me on disability for like two years. Well, it was in you and it needed to come out. It was the easiest thing I could write first, just to be realistic. Like people are like, oh, you did such an amazing thing. I'm like, "Mm, no, look, when you're manifesting things, there's a next logical order. And that book was the next logical order for me. It was the easiest thing that I could produce under the circumstances. 
right? So, right. yes, I'd like to give myself mad credit, okay, blah, blah. But realistically, in terms of manifestation, what was likely to happen? Because I was trying to manifest a bunch of things at that time. I was trying to manifest like starting my business. I was trying to heal stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I needed a creative outlet to deal with all the physical pain that I was dealing with. I had a concussion for 13 months, like bad stuff, right? So I was in a right. lot of pain. It had to go somewhere. I couldn't just yeah. do drugs. I know, I know. And spirituality, when drugs quit working, like, you know what I mean? Right. You just wake up and it's like, oh, it's, it's crazy. You have so, nothing else to, there's nothing else left after that. Like that's no. like, what I realized was the drugs weren't saving me from the pain. Nothing was saving me from the pain. Everything was pain, pain, pain. And then I learned about the law of attraction. Then they were like, if you go into the vortex, you can escape the pain. And they didn't say it like that, but I realized it because I would meditate and I wouldn't feel the pain. And, you know, when you have trauma growing up, you learn to compartmentalize. So I was able to like step out from this physical disaster that I was in, right? Right. I would bring through these ideas. Yes. And and all of the drawings were drawn prior to the book being written. That's why I'm saying like, it sounds like, I did something magical. Yes, I did, but no, I didn't. Because I wrote the book on my phone, on a cell phone. I didn't even have a fucking computer when I wrote this book. People were like, oh, I can't write a book. I don't have all these things. Um, I had an iPhone. I had an iPhone X. A notes document. And words. It's really interesting that you're saying this because I was exactly thinking the same thing of small, teeny, tiny, humble beginnings can make the biggest massive impact. And I said it once before in a little blurb that I said on my Instagram thing and it, and it reminded me of it today because I like doing all these meditations and I like, like talking, um, creating stuff. And where am I? You know, I'm on my little computer. I'm, I'm in my, I'm, I'm in my closet. She shed, right? Yeah, my little she shed. Which, which right now we're trying. I have to hook all that up to Mm -hmm. make sure that I, I'm in my closet today. Right. (laughs) But it's because it's because I don't have the internet access out there. So I make do with what I can. I put this thing up behind me, and I know that I'm covered with a lot of nice clothes that can, kept that can dampen the sound. Right. Is going to know unless I tell them. Right. Right. You know. And so and so I think it really is. I think it adds to it it adds to that to to that growth. It adds to the the attraction of what it is that you have created because you, you didn't have a typewriter. You didn't sit there, you know, with this massive um uh you know check coming in from a publisher who was saying nope, I'm, I'm self-published. Yeah. I took, I took my disability money. They gave me a check for disability and I took $6,000 out of that money and invested into this fucking book to make sure that I had something to stand on. Yes. I left a legacy that I didn't let all of these words tumble through my head and not end up anywhere because that's one of the things that I hate the most. I see artists and songwriters with duffel bags of songs and art that nobody else gets to enjoy. Right. What a wasted gift. They hide it away. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, do you, yeah. yeah, do you feel that, that these are certain pinpoints in people's life where, where, you know, it's like divine intervention just kind of comes in and it looks as if your the, the, your life turns completely upside down and it's in such a mess, mm-hmm. but there's that message that's in there and, and you're in the storm. And so I don't know, I, I feel like I hear this is just a very common theme when I'm talking to people who have gone through like spiritual awakenings, this is like the yourself. reward of one of my dark nights of the soul. Yes. One of my super dark nights bore this. That was what was created from it. Yeah. Every time I have a dark night of the soul, something gorgeous comes out exactly. because that's what, that's why you have the dark nights because there's something in your soul that desperately needs to be expressed. You don't have the strength or courage to do it based on what's happening in your construct and your programming and so you can't do it until the universe rips it away from you and then bomb in the sorrow and the aggravation, you find your freedom, you find your voice, and then you express X, Y, Z, beautiful thing. Like Mary J. Blige, look at her music, look at freaking Whitney Houston, look at freaking Michael Jackson, look at all major artists who committed, who committed suicide or overdosed, right? What beautiful things did they create under the onus of so much physical, emotional pain. Robin Williams. I could list them all day. <laughs> yeah. I could put out a list all day of extremely sensitive, beautiful souls who couldn't hack it because they were too beautiful for this. Yeah. And the world doesn't, re- doesn't really like shiny things. Mm. Because then they have to remember that they're mediocre. Yeah, yeah. You remind them of your mediocrity. Like, oh, so you want to have a mediocre life? Because basically when you decide that you're going to step into your power, you basically tell everybody around you that they've decided to be mediocre. Right. They decided to be basic. Right. Like, hi, Manalka. Just because you're extra. (laughs) Right. You're extra. You would be basic. (laughs) And you must be basic. Right. So if I'm extra, then you're basic. Like, it's cool, you know? And it's very divisive sounding. But like, you're your own extra in your own lane. Go find your lane. Exactly. Like, you fighting with me about my shit. Go, go find <clears throat> your lane. There's like 80,000 lanes out there. We don't all have to be in the same one. Like, go to your own shit. Right. And then how dare you when you do, do find the lane that's going to project you a little bit faster. It's the fast lane mm-hmm. or anything like that. And you're taking off and you're going and you're really shiny. Yeah, those those scragglers. There's people who are scraggling on the yeah, trying to drag you down. That's why you you cheated. (laughs) Yeah, the first thing they're gonna tell you. Look, the first thing they're gonna tell you when I when I become rich and famous is they're gonna be like, oh, it was she was gifted to her. She silver spoon. She didn't. (laughs) Right. She just had a rich husband. To which, you know what, my response is going to be extremely rough at that point. Be sure to take advantage of Kimmer's Cyber Week special. Book a one-hour intuitive guidance session with all the bells and whistles of a special offer. Offer ends December 4th, and you can find all of those links in the show notes. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's so funny. And then and then um, I know that, that they are trolls, and they will definitely try to siphon all that energy out of you. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know what, I'm done. It's like, boom. That's I, why I don't it's have so, energy for that, to, right. uh, Yeah, we have to unplug, totally unplug. So, um, I, I, I just love that you did that. I mean, I, I know when I went through my awakening, it was during, um, 
it was during a very deep uh, heartbreak right after my father passed away and Mm -hmm. I had no more parents anymore. And so I went and I lived in my RV for two and a half years. Right. While you were finding yourself. Yes. And I, and I would sit in the woods every damn day, every day unplugged. And I, and, and, and the whole art thing that you're talking about, I was drawing stuff and seeing things and it was coming out in, in, um, in my sketches and my little doodles. And then I was like, Oh, then I would see something about it. Like, Oh my God, I just drew this. Like I just completely drew this. Mm -hmm. And it would, and, and, and so it, it just reminds me that I am every day supported by this universe that everything is in divine timing. And when I'm, when I'm in tune to it and, quiet and unplugged that's when it gets loud you know those yeah, that's, they, when you actually um, hear it. that's when I can hear it yeah and I and and then I'm like oh it's so exciting you know it's so uh-huh. exciting to to witness throughout the day um little things you know um just cooking dinner for my husband um oh I pulled out the shrimp because I had a feeling you might want to eat shrimp today mm-hmm. yes I did how did right. you know I don't know I just knew I, I knew you right. wanted to eat shrimp today and you were, and you listened to it. So you were right on time and he was pleasantly surprised, but you knew what was up. Right. <laughs> I knew what was up, girl. I knew what was up. That's it's real so manifesting. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, so, manifesting. And, and so it's so interesting because we are built to do this, aren't we? Each and every single person is built. Has to the ability to be intuitive, right? And has, has the, the ability, ability to listen to themselves. Right. Like people right. think this is something super magical and special that we're doing. No, bitch. This is not magical. I mean, it is once you get it working right. But the real truth is, is that you're just listening to yourself. You're unlearning fear oh, on so many that. levels. Here's, that's it. At the end of the, the root of all of this fuckery is fear. And it, it, yeah. it, it is couched in anger, frustration, depression, rage, all of those things. But at the end of the day, fear is on one end. Love is on the other. Balance is in the center. It <laughs> sure goal, is. Our goal is balance. So dead, dead in the center. Dead, yeah. dead in the center. It it really is. As we dive deeper into this, not only are you an author, but you are a, an ascension coach, and so you have you have a great deal of knowledge of secret, what occult? I would say occult. Yeah, more um, occult than secret. More. It's not really secret. It's just so like the occult means. Yes, let's that talk are about un- the real meaning of yeah, the, word. the real meaning of the word <laughs> the occult is. Let's take a moment to address overall well-being and tools to aid in the pursuit of peace of mind. Lately, I've been biohacking my meditation practice with the InHarmony Meditation Cushion. Tech-assisted meditation utilizes sound and vibration to help reduce stress and anxiety, increase focus and mental clarity, while improving my mood, my sleep, and relieving my body aches. InHarmony introduces you to a fully immersive meditative experience utilizing vibrotactical stimulation and vibroacoustic technology. Connect with yourself and let go of stress while you optimize your overall mental health and well-being. Check the links in the show notes for more details. Things that are veiled from the norm, which means, yeah, it just means things that are hidden. So what is hidden from normal people? Spirits, God, fairies, energy. Oh, you mean real life is hidden? Oh. (laughs) So at the end of the day, the occult is the study of manipulation of fucking energy in in a thousand different ways. A thousand different ways. How many ways can that be expressed? Qigong, Reiki, 
energy healing in various forms. There's all types of things. It's NLP, EFT, like all of that shit. All of that is a cult. Tarot cards, crystals. The Bible is a cult. Motherfuckers want to act like the Bible is not a cult. The Bible is a cult. Revelations is a whole damn read on the occult. The whole book of Revelations. Sit down, go read your own book. Okay. Um, Like that's really what it is. And people are like, oh, that's, that's the demons. Well, first and foremost, guess what? You're your own worst demon. Let's move on. Okay, great. And yes, in the spirit realm, there are things that can hurt you. Okay. Why? Because in the real world, there are things that can hurt you. Right. So like the spirit realm is not any different than the real world. It just has different rules that the majority of non-spiritual people don't understand. Right. So if you're an occult practitioner Or like myself, the reason that I'm an Ascension coach is because I'm able to understand when people are having a spiritual awakening and not automatically tell them, oh, you're fucking crazy. You should go to the mental hospital, take 20,000 pills and still be miserable tomorrow. And the year after that, 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 until you fucking die. That's no way to live. I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was a living death. So you wanted me to be a zombie. Oh, wow. Okay. That's why you guys like The Walking Dead. That's why there's nine fucking seasons, because that's your life. Okay, cool. Take another medicine. No worries. Here, here's your Band-Aid. Here, here, have a Band-Aid. We'll never look at the source of your problem. Never. Yeah. We'll just keep Band-Aiding it, right? We're just going to keep MacGyvering it with shoestrings and uh, and a gum strap and fucking paper clips, right? We're not going to have to fix this. Oh, okay, cool. And I don't want people to think that they need to be fixed like they're broken. Because the system broke you. There's nothing wrong with you. If you're having a problem right now, it's because you're cognizant of the fact that things are fucked up. Why are you depressed, anxious, fearful, PTSD reactions, trauma triggers? Because so much is wrong. So much is wrong. What is right about our kids dying? What is right about people shooting each other? What is right about all of this food being thrown away from major chains and then thousands of veterans are hungry. Yeah. And and what about all of the open properties right now? And there are people who are homeless, but we have abandoned buildings. Nobody's utilizing them. Right, 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 right. right. Exactly. But you want to sit here and argue about politics because that's really going to solve it. Right. So the guy in office, he's really going to solve it. That guy, the guy who never, ever, is on your side once he's in office, that guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so if you want to be distracted about playing on sides of of the, of a non-working situation, well then, yeah, you might be fucking anxious, depressed and struggling with some shit. Yeah. Cause you're focused externally. So crazy and people don't even uh, recognize it. They don't even want to recognize it. Yeah. And because it's too comfortable. It's too comfortable to go away, to, 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 to just sit into, to all of the beliefs that you were fed. Right. Like I have to talk to people all the time about all lives matter when they say, oh, well, black lives matter, but all lives matter. Yes, that's true. If it was really true, we wouldn't have to have the conversation about black lives. Right. Right. If it was really true, I wouldn't have suffered injustice and racism at the hands of people who Technically, you shouldn't even be talking to me about that shit. I'm Haitian. But guess what? Because I am part of a construct of marginalized individuals, I get to be dumped into a bucket with 
slaves. Wow. And you get to treat me like I'm a fucking slave. Wow. And that's okay, right? Right? There's racism yeah, no. in the dead, right? Oh, okay. Right, cool. right, cool. I literally found the most weirdest fact the other day. Um, someone said that the actual percentage of human beings who can directly trace their descendants back to African-American slaves, African slaves, because mm-hmm. they weren't American then, they got dragged here, Yeah, is 8% of the population. Wow. Okay, so that tells you how many more people are actually being fucking tossed into a box they don't belong to and then being disenfranchised systematically over hundreds of years right oh okay yeah but we shouldn't treat teach what is that theory that they're all fucking pissed off about critical race theory oh we shouldn't teach critical race theory because that goes against your narrative your narrative that says that it's okay to treat people people like this. Yeah. We are people. We're not chattel. We are people. Chattel. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're people. We're not products. Right. Packages. Well, well, I feel like that we have been put into that. We are, but that's what I'm saying. The consumers and they're, you know, we are the, right. We are the consumers of our own demise. Right. <laughs> so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thank you so much for shedding light onto that. Um, because I know, I know at least with the whole, you know, with, with, with race and, and, um, me growing up in the South, I, I, I couldn't stand it. I could not right. stand that type of division. And I still hate it to this right. day. And, um, and I did not teach my children, um, to hate someone because of their because of someone's skin color. Right. So, I mean, at least you did the one job of not teaching them to hate, but inherently in the system, you're entitled. So there's things that your kids don't think about that my child thinks of every day. I know, I know. And I was thinking of that earlier because I I don't know what it feels like 100% every single day to wake up and be like scared to death to walk out of my home, maybe because, or approach somebody because, because I might look different to them. And then how their response is going to be for me because of their belief about my skin color. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know what that feels like 100% because <clears throat> I right. didn't grow up like that. I did go to a cosmetology school where the majority of the, of the students uh, were black. Right. And, and, um, but, but they were the nicest, they were the most comforting to me at that point in my life. Right. The women that were there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can say that, that honestly, I did, I did learn how to uh, do uh, hair on black people, on white people, on all types, all types of hair textures. Right. And, and when I would have to be assigned to someone who was black and I had to do their hair, they didn't want me to do it <laughs> because I was a white chick. Right, you know? I was the white chick. They're like, you can't yes. braid. Yeah, you can't. Well, you, I couldn't braid. Number you one. can braid. Yeah. But they're <laughs> like, we don't need you to touch my, my, my relaxer or nothing. Right. Like, yeah, no yeah. thanks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. that's like, so think about that. That's like a yeah. small fraction small part of the, of the daily discomfort. I know. Oh God. Yeah. And it's so hard when you're raising a child who doesn't see color and then she's with her white friends and then you have to yell at all of them because their entitlement is endangering your child. 
Mm, wow. Wow. And none of them can see color, but that doesn't matter. Because so what the do you system say? doesn't allow for that. Yeah. <laughs> the system yeah. doesn't allow for that. I have to tell my daughter the same thing. Every fucking black person ever tells their kid, listen, you're not white. We have, these are the conversations we have. You're not white. It doesn't work like that for you. Okay. You can't do that. That's, wow. these are our conversations. Oh gosh. My conversations. My father told me in this house, you're a Haitian American. You're a Haitian. When you leave here, you're just another nigger black like them out there. They can't oh, tell the difference between you and anybody else. So don't stick your neck out. Mm. I'm like four years old. Yeah. I'm little. We come from the jump with these conversations. These are conversations that you have the liberty and the privilege to wait till you're 50 to unpack. If you mm. choose to. Right. Some of you will have the liberty and the privilege to never unpack it. Right. To sit blissfully in your ignorance yeah. while the rest of us suffer. I know. Um, I know. I read an article during uh, during the, ma- the the massive lockdown in 2020. Let's take a moment and thank our sponsor, Meraki Tribe Collective, a social media platform where highly conscious entrepreneurs network, connect, and collaborate without censorship. Let's say you don't have a business, but you want to be an influencer. We have an amazing program for you. So all of you high vibe and peeps out there, go ahead, click the link in the show notes and join Meraki Tribe Collective. And I was reading an article uh, from um, a woman who was, she said she was a word witch. And so she grew up, um, she grew up with, with the racism. And although she wasn't, I, I want to say she was from a different country. I don't remember everything about it. And I had shared it on my Facebook page. And of course, that Facebook account account got taken down. So I can't even go back to, to even find it. But, but she really impacted me because of, of what she felt and how she grew up like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I did sit for like several days, um, really upset, uh, upset about all of it. I was just, I had like the lump in my throat, my stomach killed me. And, and I realized, and I knew that several times, um, I was, I was, uh, not allowed to have friends of color. Um, I did, I grew up in Alabama and, and, and I never could understand why that was such a big deal. And it robbed me. You know, I felt like I was robbed of experiences uh, that you benefited from. Yes. Of, of, of a really awesome friendship that I could have had with, with a girl who was different from me, who had different, just different skin color than me. And, and because I was a dancer and I could dance like no one could really understand the black kids love me too, because I could dance like them too. And I loved them. I love them. And I never understood why my parents would take that stance. And, and I'm not here to like dog my parents. Um, they grew up in such ignorance too, when it came to that. Right. Yet at the same time, I know that before my father passed away, he had a very dear, great black friend. But see, here's the thing in your system in general, you're complicit in this because you're supposed to accept the disrespect. And so you're, you're, you're moving adjacent to us, but you're not moving in the world at all. Like you can, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you married a white man, your kids are white. Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. Married, I'm married an Italian. <laughs> right. But, yeah. that's, but that's not black. No, no. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. Unless and I know you're specifically from Sicily and you can trace some of your ancestry to the Moors, that ain't black. 
Yeah. Yeah. He is Sicilian. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because my, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law came over from it, from Italy. They were Sicilian and he had to deal with it in, in New York. Uh, he was the WAP. He was, that's a different, that's the the same sort of racism. Yeah. But that would be called like colorism. That's more of like an inter, an inter, like an inter-race issue. That's an inter-race issue. That's not an against the system, you know, because him being a WAP in in New York is a problem, but once you move somewhere else, nobody cares anymore. Like right. once you move out of the borough of New York, nobody knows what the hell that is. You're just that guy who tans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I grew up with Italians. Like I'm very comfortable with Italian people. Like that's who I grew up with. And like right. I had a guy who was like darker than me growing up. We used to fight over our tans in the winter, in the summer, and he'd be like, ah, I'm darker than you. I was like, ah, screw you, you're black. You know, he's Italian, right? Right. But but with that being said, like, those are not, you didn't break a mold. Not to downplay your struggle, right? Because your struggle is real. You have your own issues. You had your own feelings and your own, how you felt about stuff. And those are all very valid. But at the end of the day, what does that actually translate to in the fight to help people of color? What have you actively done? And I'm not saying that to call you out in like a mean sort of way, but the real work of systemic racism is going deeper than this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what are you actively doing (laughs) to help a black community, black person, black business, black anything? Are you, you know what I mean? You, cause that's the thing. People think like white women are conditioned to not be of assistance. Hmm. That's it. You're conditioned to not be of assistance. You're actually conditioned to be part of the problem, even worse, because white women were would fall in love with black men, but weren't allowed to date them, like your parents said, and then they'd have to call rape. Uh, That's something nobody wants to talk about. Wow. I Yeah, I didn't even. That's something nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And then here's a secondary thing that's even more fucked up. Uh-huh. Okay. Even more fucked up. The slave owners would rape their slave oh, masters, or would yeah. the slave would the sl- rape their slaves, and give birth to these extra clear babies because their women were infertile, which is why they were always fucking the slaves, and then would have the audacity to come bring this white passing baby in to the white woman who did not raise it, did not care about it, didn't really want, but, and then she's gonna be the mother. And the actual mother is the nigger nanny that we don't give a fuck up and we beat in front of your own actual child. And these women would bow to save their children. They would bow to this abuse and be spit on by their own children who were raised as white people. Wow. So how that's what's embedded in our culture. Right, right. And it's and it's so deeply rooted and it's and it's this it's this horrific energetic um massive fucker massive yes yeah. yeah so so because of the work that we do on on an energetic level how mm-hmm. can we all actually unpack it, unpack it and address it and I, and I guess because you know i i am the ignorant white woman i am i'm the ignorant that, white it starts woman with that who, you know that's who, the first admission hi i'm right, an ignorant yeah. white woman hi i'm a regular white woman because i just really have never I I I, I wasn't never on there. Yeah, never been forced to check your privilege. Right. 
Right. You've never been forced to check it. So that's where you start. You actually go and you go read some fucking books about your privilege. And what you don't do is you don't ask black people to, to talk about it, to be honest, because it's gotcha. not our problem. You know what I mean? Like, hi, right. your racism is your culture's problem. We're just the victims of your racism. Yeah. We don't have to explain to you why you're fucked up. Gotcha. You're re-traumatizing gotcha. the survivors when you do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's rude. Like now this cause discussion that we're having here, this is a very organic conversation. You're not being rude to me. I'm freely openly sharing what's out there right now because it's, this is important. Right. Yeah. This is important. Well, good. Thank you. Cause I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't, uh, it is an organic, um, conversation. Yeah, it's an organic I'm, conversation and because so, I'm ignorant. I it's, uh, to it. I, I, I do want to know you being right. my friend. You, you, you I want to know. Right. But here's the thing. The onus is not on me because you want to know. That's for Google. <laughs> no, not, not to be a dick, but no, it's full, 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 full dickhead. That's what fucking Google is for. I don't owe you to the, 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 the explanation of how you've re-traumatized me. Every time someone asks a black person if they have been a victim of racism, the answer is fucking yes. Yes, it's all the time. Please stop asking us. Right. Right. Of course. When was have. the first time you experienced racism in your life? Well, when I moved to Florida, it was I was eight years old and someone called me and my mom a nigger bitch because she didn't stop at the right stop sign and she didn't move fast enough. She was new to town. Oh, wow. That's what we yeah. deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I call my daughter a nigger for no reason. She was out oh. with her white friends. And then she's so she's so like rainbow and unicorns and love and coffee and just oh. What's her name? Kalina. So she's just all like all of this rainbow airy fairy stuff. And then some hating. What did my daughter do to you? Nothing. She happened to be there breathing. And that's enough reason for you to pop off to a child. She's 12. Right. And and racism sees no age. We're just animals. Yeah. No, it's horrific. It's horrific. Um, No, it's not cool. Um, I, uh, Thank you. Thank you though for for touching base on that. And you know, I'll 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 go do and I'll I'll look up yeah. Google if, if it's not if it's not, you know, um, what is it censored anymore because there seems to be a lot of censorship, even but you with know what Google, go on TikTok because so. to be honest, TikTok is pretty good about not censoring stuff the way like Facebook is, which is why I had been like getting off Facebook and Instagram. It's yeah. very whitewashed very mm. controlled the algorithms are very controlled but yeah when, pretty bad when you get tiktok there's a little, it's a little looser all right well let's go on um i have a list of questions what have we yeah. been doing this whole hour <laughs> i know i know well we did touch base on the occult and then we got and then we went into some other stuff but 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 there's some other things because um well let's talk about this is one thing that i had to um sort of like uh protect myself or ring bring myself in and I said I wasn't going to watch it and then I ended up watching it um watching portions of what just happened this last week with Travis Scott um, oh you watched the actual thing no I, I just show? I kind of watched I saw glimpses and then I felt just so sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and then I felt like um I, I something was just uneasy about it and so I I just I just felt like I, I, I read this thing about energy harvesting. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your take on it because, you know, how the stage was set up and then there was someone else on YouTube and I can't think of his name, but he's talking uh, about. I'm going to tell you the whole goddamn truth about Travis Scott. 
I know nothing. You know why? I know nothing. You know why? Because I'm not following it. You know why? Because there are so many other artists who are of the Caucasian nature who have done far more horrific things, but yet this Travis Scott thing is now a demonology, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Fuck you. Right. You for wasting more time on divisive fuckery. Right. Period. The people on the Capitol steps didn't get this much coverage. Please stop feeding into a narrative that is being played to you for you to be distracted. This is a distraction. That's what I was asking. I, I like, like, I feel like it's a distraction because there are, it's a distraction. There are, there are so many. And so that's what I was like yesterday trying to release a lot of stuff. And I was like, this shit is just distracting. It's just distracting. And I don't even watch. Half and, this shit. and, and then, and then, and, and I don't watch TV. N- number one, I don't social media will give you enough and, crap. You don't even need exactly. TV. So All I right. was like, Oh, and I was feeling really really just kind of sick to my stomach. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, I, I know that there's others, there's been other shit going on, but I just really we have so. indigenous children going missing at the rate yes. of seven, 8,000. Yes. You want to talk Thank about you. these eight people Thank who you. paid tickets to get screwed over for real? Thank no, you. Buy. Thank no you. buy. We have real children that are dying who are hungry. Okay. How about the kids that aren't missing? What about the over? I don't even know what the number is. How many children in the state of Florida who who actually depend on free and reduced lunch at school. Them not going to school during the pandemic meant they had no food. food. Let's talk about the real problems in our country and not fucking celebrity news. Right. I'm so sick and tired of people acting like celebrities is the whole of America. Fuck Kim Kardashian. Fuck Kanye West. Fuck Will and Jada Smith. Fuck all of these people who have over $100,000 in their bank. Why are we speaking about them? Those are not the truth of the narrative. That's not who's out here suffering. That's not who's out here unable to pay mortgages, unable to pay bills, unable to go to work because now their mandates are saying that they have to do this or not do that, that they don't even feel safe about asking to do any of these things. We have constant mis-messaging about everything everything it changes in every two hours if you were to literally watch and follow along with all this bullshit in the narrative it would be impossible for you to not have severe anxiety depression and bipolar disorder because one minute you're up one minute you're fucking down bitch bye exactly bye turn that shit off yeah that's why i said that's why i said i was like i made the i made the mistake of just watching a glimpse of, of any of it. And then I was like, oh, I just, and it's not because it was, it was just the energy of all of it. Just, just the energy of the whole thing. I not don't that even it's him, just him. Cause I know it's beyond him. It's yeah, beyond but here's him the thing. What are you doing on your newsfeed to not get dragged into that shit? What are you doing? Cause you have control over your life. Why are you getting sucked in? What's happening with you? That's where it always yeah, goes down to. Yeah. You're only available for shit that you don't have a boundary on that you haven't healed. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't have no clearance for anything related to that. I've been busy. My yeah. whole my whole life consumes me. Because you are extra. You ain't basic. Right. I'm extra. <laughs> I'm not basic. So there's a lot of shit going on over here. So I don't have time to be concerned about the pockets of people with three times my wealth. Right. Right. Because who knows? Because they've sold their souls anyway for something just to get that money. 
Right. And so then you who desperately need your little draft of energy so you can make your little coins and change, you want to go and feed into their energy and let them get more money and your energy too. So you're going to get drained by their fuckery. And oh my God. You feel all at the end of the week. Right. Right. It's so interesting because no, I ma'am. was like, I, I, it was actually the, one of the last questions on my thing. Cause I was like, do I even want to ask this? Because I have a feeling she's going to say it's draining your fucking energy. <laughs> it's just draining you out. Why even talk about it? But I wanted to just kind of like, just, just ask you. And it's, mm-hmm. it is true because you're, if we're getting pulled into that, your feet, we're feeding it. And that's one thing that it's I contract. It's an energetic yeah, contract. It's an, yeah. So, so I had actually, um, I, I, I'm on telegram. So I, I was looking at something, I joined a new channel or something and I mm-hmm. looked at it. And then of course that that's when it ta- caught my attention. Cause I, I, I went onto a new channel and someone had it there and they were like, Oh my gosh. And I said, well, my response was, was, well, there's still energy harvesting. If you're sitting here watching the shit. And, and you fucked up when you answered, but yes. you just fed right into it. Yes. I just did and a then, TikTok on that. I just did a TikTok on that. Yeah. And then you felt sick. You got sucked right in. Right. Because that's I just wrote a, I did a TikTok. I'm like, hey, you guys, we always to talk about how you're not feeding into shit, but you're talking about it. You're posting about it. It's on your page and it's in your mouth. Then how are we not feeding into it? That's a whole, yeah, whole, yeah. whole four course meal of an energetic contract. You just made oh my God. That you don't care about, supposedly. Right. And then we move on. And as promised, and without further ado, here is Kimra Minuti reading an excerpt from her book. Lighten up, Phoenix, keep rising, as read by Kimra Minuti. Up to this point, my life experiences had brought me so much pain. It was a struggle to remember how I was before the world had crippled me emotionally and hurt me physically. I hid the unencumbered childlike version of me from society to protect my sensitive soul until the time came to rise. This book of poetry is not just about me. It is a reminder to all of us that we harbor deep inside ourselves what it takes to rise from the ashes of our various traumas and heal ourselves. Heal thyself, heal the world. That's my motto. I firmly believe that as we sit in the shadows of our hurt and shine pure love light into the shattered crevices of our wounded psyches, This is when trauma is banished and unconditional love is all that remains. This is when trauma is banished. These concepts are based on the premise of the law of attraction in which I believe we create our own reality. We are vibrational beings of pure, glorious, and joyous love light. We are here to brightly shine this light on the darkness around us and in us so that those who wish to remember the light can see it once more. I know I am a light worker. It is my most special and sacred duty. This book is a reminder that you can do anything. Just keep shining brightly. There was a time that few believed in me and some thought I was crazy. I was on disability and medication and it seemed that everything was crippling me. People were scamming me and stealing my money Everything appeared to push me drastically in an effort to change me into a less kind version of who I really am. Regardless of what was done to me, no one can destroy the love boiling in my heart or the attitude of service I have towards humanity. Finally, this book is a small token of my appreciation 
for the glory of the wonderful planet we all inhabit and reaffirmation of my pledge to help heal her for future generations. Amala Ashe, Kimra Manuni. Page two, unconditional. Yes, I love you. I know you love me too. I know truly you do. Deep down, I feel it too. Every ray of sunshine, every raindrop on my upturned face, Pacific breezes caress my hair, reassure me you are always there. When I'm in despair and feeling alone, buried in an abyss of perceived lack of care, shattered shards of heart pieces all over the floor, when nothing seems to work anymore, you're in my heart when I stop and listen, when I let the worry dissolve and fall away, when surrender is the only way, in that deep, still, silent place, that's when I hear you say, I love you, it's okay. Page three, moon glory. Moonlit nights, celebration flight, Everything is all right. The wind is with you tonight. Love in my heart, joy in my step. Dancing lightly, moonbeam bliss. Carefree, effortlessly, joyfully, successfully. The love you have for me is tangibly radiating from silver dew drops of crescent ecstasy. Yes, thank you. I can see the cobweb swept vigorously from this moonlit glory. Page one. On page one is a poem called Gratitude to My Mentor. But before I read that to you, I'd like to draw your attention if you already own the book to the left-hand side of the page, which has a pencil sketch of a tree that I called Gaia. And it is one of my favorite drawings of all time. It took me 28 hours to sketch out this tree. And it's a black and white pencil sketch in, in very intense detail of what looks like the tree of life. So now back to the poetry. Gratitude to my mentor. The dreams of my heart take flight on the wings of a song. That reminds me of what I already know. I was born free. I was meant to be. There is no one like me. And I can be happy. I will be. Gratitude is in me. Love is in me. I can help you. Will you let me? You're a winner. I can see. I've done it. Just follow me. Success isn't easy, but with time, you'll see. You can do it because you're me. Thank you, Kim Ramanuti, for sharing your soul and spiritual gifts with us today. And you can purchase her book at Amazon.com. Also, I'd like to invite you to check out our show notes where you can find all of those offers mentioned in today's podcast, especially Kimra's cyber offer. You'll also find the link to download in the aid of healing the racial divide and prayer for peace. 
in the Unity of Humanity Meditation, recorded by yours truly, Wendy Wu. And until next time, may you be blessed and may you pass every test.